So today we are sitting down with Captains Dusty and Caroline Rowe, who are currently the DYSs in the Golden State Division. And uh, we're here to learn more about what it's really like to be a DYS, a Divisional Youth Secretary. Um, but before we get into that, we're talking youth culture resources, announcements. What do you got, Megan? Yeah, so um, I just have a resource idea for people. Um, this past year, um, as we've been publishing like original content with um, Redwoods, I have been using MailChimp a lot, um, which is basically like a free newsletter service. Um, you can actually pay for more options on it. It's it's kind of like SurveyMonkey in that way. You can, um, I don't know what the thing is with chimps and monkeys. <laughs> They're good at delivering mail. <laughs> I guess. They're known for that. <laughs> Um, Except for Curious George. Oh, he's Aww. the worst. Keeps getting sidetracked. But he's so Is he cute. still alive? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so MailChimp is really good um, just for newsletters. So if at any point you can customize it and it's free. So if you have, um, you know, information you want to get out to people, it's a really great way for, um, you know, to improve the quality of your email communication with um, parents or with um, people in your core or or just if you're if you're publishing something on a regular basis or trying to promote an event or something like that um, MailChimp is a really great resource to check out yeah I like MailChimp uh, I know constant contact is one that people use but um, I like the design functions of MailChimp yeah you Much can better. customize it like a lot constant contact kind of feels like um, Windows 98 Ooh. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's my opinion. I'm sure they're never going to listen to this. That's low. But that's how I feel. Uh, that is a great resource. Uh, mine is uh, Rubio's Baja Grill. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys act like no, you didn't expect that to be it. That's not a bad resource. It's, uh, it's one of my favorite. I recommend the Grilled Gourmet Steak Taco. <laughs> Um, they will ask you for some reason if you want bacon on it. I don't know why you, anyone even asks that question because the answer is going to always be yes. Uh, but really good. Uh, I would recommend that you also say go, you know, a little lighter on the sauce. They tend to pour it. But actually the more important reason why I'm talking about it is that um, a few years ago at one of our events, uh, one of our guest speakers, uh, he said, how much work, he asked me this question, how much work do you do outside of the Salvation Army? And I responded correctly by saying none, because I work for the Salvation Army. Why would I go and do work outside? And then his follow-up to that was, don't you feel like that's uh, going against the Salvation Army's mission? Uh, and, um, that we should be collaborative. We should be looking, um, and meeting with other peoples and, and stuff. And, uh, and he was right. And so challenged me to do that. And I meet with people outside of the Salvation Army and, um, my place of choice is Rubio's, um, but sit down, have some tacos and kind of talk about what each other are doing. And, uh, I found it incredibly valuable. Um, I think it's easy for us to be insular if that's the correct word. And we just stay to ourselves and meet with ourselves. And then 
sometimes that's a really good thing. Sometimes we get more cynical and maybe start ragging on things. But uh, I've always been shocked by the uh, when I meet with people, they're like, oh, man, I just love the Salvation Army. And they do. And then you feel like so good about what the work that you're doing. And uh, and I think it's important to meet with outside people. Uh, it gives a fresh perspective for one, but uh, maybe pumps a little bit of energy into your job. So I, it doesn't have to be limited to Rubio's by any means. I mean, you could go to hold. Holy moly? Was it? I think it's a Whole Holy Foods, moly. but I ain't got that kind no, of money. No, not Whole Foods. I don't have burlap to wear. Nope. Uh, what was it? Holy moly? That's a good taco place, too. I find that tacos bring out the best in everybody. Good tacos, though. Yeah, good tacos. I know this uh, taco spot. I can give you the coordinates in the show notes. Yep. I, I've been there, <laughs> and I can confirm it's that it's one of the best have, taco uh, trucks I've ever been to doesn't in my have life. a mailing address. Sadly, the taco truck right outside our work is, uh, oh, I'm sorry, outside our studios, <laughs> <laughs> is uh, one of the worst um, I've come oh, across. Man, the worst. But uh, no, uh, if you meet someone and you say, hey, we should get connected, uh, get connected with them. Go and... and uh, have a meal or have some coffee with each other and uh, talk about things. Uh, sometimes you find that you are way more connected than you actually know. Um, and uh, and then maybe collaborate and do some bigger projects. Yeah, stop saying we should hang out and just hang out. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the worst. We all had that friend in high school. Oh, we should hang out. Oh, man. I mean, maybe not that way. but then, po- Especially post-high school, I think it's yeah, more like... Yeah, that's a, really true. But uh, no, actually go and do it. And when you get a business card and you think, yeah, I really should hang out with that person, then go and write them an email. I don't, there's no like dating rules where you have to wait 24 hours or whatever it is. Just go and there is dating rules. I know we're all married, so we we forget, but. uh, 48 hours or is that for CSI, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's when like for the murder. Like, <laughs> I don't know how that applies. Anywho, uh, meet with other people is all I'm saying. Uh, before we talk about being a DYS, uh, we want to give our listeners a chance to get to know you both better. What is something interesting or random about yourself that most people don't know? Most people don't know that I'm not American. I'm Canadian and I'm currently working on my citizenship. So that's what, fun. What part of Canada are you from? I was born in Nova Scotia. Oh. Yeah, That's on the east side, right? Yeah. The province. I'm so bad at geography. Yeah. Wow. Great Lobster, Bay of Fundy, where the tide comes in in like two minutes. It's fun. My mom um, was uh, an illegal alien too, living in America for as a Canadian citizen and became a U.S. citizen not too long ago. Really? It was a big deal. I'm was, not really in, a, in support of her getting her citizenship because I don't know how long the marriage will last after that. Um, so there's that. I will say that we bought my mom a lot of gifts for becoming American citizenship because I feel like that's smart. it was kind of a big deal. It is a big deal. Yeah. The test is hard, I've heard. Yeah. yeah. Like you have to study for it. You do. Yeah. And I feel like it does warrant a president. Judicial, executive, and legislative branch. That's those are that's going to be a one That's on going to be on there? Sure. Okay. I'm just working I on my primary colors, so. <laughs> but did you hear that? I get a gift for no i heard that jim's mom got a gift no i so said, there was that i actually say gifts multiple plural gifts from yeah. the family yeah i mean it's i mean to be an american that's a big it's that's a deal huge. 
Yeah. All, all honesty, I think being an American citizen is a gift in and of itself. So they're it's the gift yeah. that keeps on giving. Absolutely. Let's see what's interesting or random about yourself. Well, you know, a lot of people know that I was a Marine, but they don't know what I did in the Marines. A lot of people think that I was probably a sniper, a trained killer, obviously, by my uh, ruggedness. But I was actually a court stenographer. <laughs> what, what is a court stenographer? A court stenographer is the people, the person in courtrooms that type on the itty bitty little um, stenograph machine and record everything that is uh, dictated. So, um, oh, what the like in the movies, what the little ladies are? Yes, it's usually yeah. a woman. And so um, <laughs> I feel like that's strategic because they put petite people with the petite machine. So then you have my big hulking body. Um, like just hugged up against this little machine trying to get my big sausage fingers uh, to hit the correct keys. It wasn't pretty. Uh, I, I, I love the fact that you were one and I wish I would have saw you in that capacity. I, I would, it would have been awesome. All evidence has been burned, so it's not going to happen. How long did you do that for? Uh, I did that for four years, but I was in the Marines for a total of 10. Wow. Yep. Pretty strong. Pretty strong. Uh, you guys were also on Let's Make a Deal. Yes, we were. We were. Wow. Yes, we were. It was a great time. The which the Art Link letter, the no. Wayne Brady. Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't nice to us. He wasn't really. No, yeah. you think that he's so kind. No, it's all business. He puts it on, and then as soon as the camera's cut, he's like done. Yeah, and he's, he's a lot shorter he's than very. you. He actually stands on a box yes, when he, he really. when he talks to you. Really? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And you know you're going to get picked. So they were like, okay, Flamingo and Cowboy, you're sitting here. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, we're going to get picked. Those were our rap names, by the way, if you didn't. <laughs> Huskins, Flamingo and Cowboy. I was a Flamingo. Yeah. He was a Cowboy. Because they have to be non-licensed figures. So oh. I did all this research beforehand. It has to be, like, thing one and thing two you couldn't do. It has to be something that no, like, a trademarks, trade names, anything like that. So it has to be general. Yeah. Were you guys success successful? Yeah. Well, we got picked. We got asked. Uh, we got Sorry. We got asked uh, a question. Um, to, well, we got asked to pick our prize, but and they gave us the, the name of our prize, but they gave it into uh, in Japanese, right? So, so like, we had to pick what it was. Know. Yeah, I don't know why she thought that, but mm -hmm. I barely speak English. English, uh, English. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, we we got the zonk, and we got the opportunity to act, uh, take some cash, and we did. We right. Were, so we picked the zonk. You could kind of deduce that we did. And then he was like, I want to trade you. And Dusty didn't do his homework and watch the show very much. So he says, I'd Never like to trade it. you 500 bucks. And, I, and Dusty goes, yes, because he knows. I was like, no, we're not going to take that deal. And he goes, 750. And I said, mm -mm. and he said, a thousand. We said, yes, we'll take it. So we got a thousand bucks. Yep. And wow. then they give you the cash and then they take it back. And they say, if we air this. We will send you a check. Well, they, <gasps> they give you the cash on the air. And then uh, as soon as the commercial hits, they're like, all right, give it back. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Interesting. <laughs> if it doesn't it air, aired. it aired. If it, it doesn't air, you great. don't get the money. Correct. Right. Wow. Wow. December 12th, 2009. Wow. Is that really? It was no. December something. Was that the year though? Yeah. Wow. Is it on YouTube or 10. somewhere? Yeah. It is nine. No, it's not. I've been looking for it. I've been searching for it. The link that I used to have is gone, so it's no longer there. I yeah. wish it was. We'll My one the, claim we'll to fame. The link in the uh, description. Absolutely. There I've, are pictures. Just no video. Say, there is a picture at the very There's, least. Yeah. yeah, there is a picture. People need to know that I'm famous. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. What made you want to get on that? I grew up watching that show, and Dusty told me that uh, the Marine Corps ball was going to be in Vegas, and I was like, guess what else is in Vegas? Let's make a deal. We're yeah. going to be on it. And 
he was like, no. And I was like, we're doing this. <laughs> we are doing this. And so it's a time commitment. You got to stand in line. You go through this interview process. To six take a hours. Yeah. That took six wow. hours. Yeah. And then finally, yeah, we got on there and we were so glad we did. It was so fun. It was this last We got a thousand world. bucks. Yeah, it was great. That's very, very cool. So cool. Then you had a, they gave it to you just in time for Christmas. Correct. Yeah. And then bye-bye, thousand dollars. Yeah. yeah. It went all to death. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Uh, so you guys are you guys are DYSs in Golden State. Um, just for anyone who might not know, um, what is a DYS and what do officers do that are in this role? Like, what are some of the things that you guys have done since you've been a DYS? Um, I think the DYS one of the number one um, jobs that we have is to support the field and to uh, just serve them as much as we can and inspire uh, officers to want to you know. Uh, do some of the programming that bring kids in and bring them to a, you know, to a knowledge of Jesus. Uh, we also, our event, um, we do a lot of events and um, uh, we do them to hit for core cadets, for teenagers and also for young adults. And I think one of our biggest goals is um, making sure that we're present and we're sowing into the lives of our camp staff and campers during the summer. Uh, that's another thing. Yeah, that's our, that's our, uh, the best part of our job is that we get to spend our camp or our summer here at camp and engaging with our staff and getting to know the kids of the division and just having a good time and living life with them. And, and, um, yeah, it's, it's the, it's the best part of the job yeah. is definitely camp. And, yeah. So you guys spend a significant amount of time at camp. Um, uh, you, you, you move out here in June mm -hmm. and then it takes you all the way to August. Uh, um, what, what in summer camp do you, I mean, what's the, what's the part that you really like of summer camp for one? And then, um, and I know you guys do a really good job at, uh, mentoring and doing small groups at camp and I'd like for you to share that part. So the first part is, you know, what's your favorite part about camp? You just said you love being out here and then tell us about that second part. My favorite part of camp is just living life with our staff, getting to see them on a, on a daily basis. Um, a lot of our staff are from our old appointment at Modesto Red Shield. And so um, we already knew them. We already loved them and just seeing them every day and seeing the growth um, that took place in the year coming uh, on the year prior to to coming to camp is is awesome. And then just uh, sewing into them. That's uh, that's my favorite part of camp. Yeah. Uh, even camp chapels we see and then being around kids who um just young kids who are in elementary school, just seeing them seek God and asking questions. Um, we had a board this summer, the crazy things that kids say, and you could just tell that uh, one of the little girls was like, man, we're all disciples, huh? I didn't know that. And so like just these kind of takeaways that, that little minds have and seeing them receive Jesus on Thursday and then really um, feeling so blessed to get a Bible, all those things. I think that they're, they're amazing things. And then the community seeing young adults really with seeking hearts and, and opening up and saying, man, okay, what, what's next for me? Um, and actually changing the course of what they maybe had planned for their lives to say, man, I was open to God this summer and this is what the Holy Spirit told me. And so now I really might do this for life is pretty amazing. So, yeah. Practically, how do you invest in the staff? So uh, we make it a point that on right before we start camp, where campers show up uh, around lunchtime in the morning, everybody has to come in. So we do a chapel service, which is just like you would see at a core. Um, and that is uh, we have worship and then uh, we do a sermon series for them. And we usually pray about that about a month or two before camp starts and just say, OK, God, what do you have for your people? 
And um, he blessed us with a pretty good series. We, we talked about the armor of God this summer and really went through every single piece and how they can be equipped. So we wanted to give them this toolbox of spiritual things that they can leave with to say, okay, we are going to be going to battle for God. So that, that's one thing. And then we also have small groups. We do about five or six a piece every week. And we fit those things in. And we went through the book of uh, James this summer. And we did that Francis Chan one and just really talked to them and broke them into groups of five, six, or seven a piece. And um, during that time, they were able to kind of open up and share and be authentic with one another. Um, the men's one was actually really awesome where these guys did that even more so than the girls, wouldn't you say? Yeah. What what I really like is that we give them the opportunity to create this community that they didn't have before. Um, they may be coming to camp with one or two friends that they've known for a while, but this opens them up to uh, experience uh, an experience that they never had where they're meeting people from London. They're meeting people from um, Fresno and San Francisco and, and all these different people who have all these different um, experiences. And it just allows them to be able to sew into one another and to lift one another up, but also um, lean on them in, in hard times. And and just it's, it's this really beautiful thing that you see. And it's you actually notice it happen. It happens when um, someone is just real and open. And then you see the rest of that community kind of just... Um, huddle around and, and pray for them and lift them up. And, and you're just experienced community, community being built right in front of you. And it's just, it's awesome. So that's, that's how the, 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 the boys, the men have been uh, doing. So, yeah. And it goes across like ethnic barriers, um, economic barriers, uh, geographic barriers. Like you just see people who you were like, oh, I would put those two together, but man, okay. So this person wouldn't fit in that circle, but they're there and they're like loving each other. And then they actually crave that intimate community when they leave here, which is what we want. That's what helps us in our Christian walk, right? To like yeah. plug in and we don't lose them then in church. So And they develop home. real bonds. There's a, a couple guys from Modesto who really um, have a really great bond with one of our staff from London. He actually flew all the way from London to be at YI this week to spend time with those guys. And then at the end of YI, they're all going to... Um, get on a plane and, and go back to London and spend a week there. And this, these are people who um, up until last year had never been on a plane before and had um, there's people back in Modesto who had never seen the ocean. It's just, they, they always stayed there. They never left. They never traveled. They never saw the world. And so just even giving them that um, opportunity to um, meet these people and then to travel, to spend time with them and live life with them, I think is, is awesome. They FaceTime, I think like every day. Yeah. They FaceTime every day and, and play Fortnite every day and, yeah. and talk. Yeah. Link in the show notes. <laughs> Sorry. Usually we don't stop. Um, uh, I just threw everyone off because <laughs> you said stuff about camp. I was like, I'll jump to the camp. No, camp is now. good. Camp is good. So you guys talked about camp being um, like by far your favorite, one of your favorite parts about being a DYS. Um, what are maybe some of the challenges that, uh, that you guys have faced as DYSs? You know, it's hard. I think that when you're initially, I'll speak for me, when we were initially called to be Salvation Army officers, in your mind, you visualize yourself being a pastor to people. And just like even journaling about that, God was just like, love my people, pray over that space. And man, we just loved being pastors. And I think that that's one of the drawbacks is like grieving that and just coming into a, a role that's more um, almost like a corporate job where you come into the office and you know, and then we travel around to different cores and you 
just have visions and um, these core officers are tired and they're doing they're they're doing a great job but man you long for that sometimes you're like man you know I'd, I'd love to do that and, you know so um, we uh, loved being core officers and um, just getting to know people from salvation and then seeing them grow and then bringing their families in and uh, yeah that was just a fun time so I grieve that a little bit and hope that we get to experience that again so yeah, one of the one of my hardest um, or biggest struggles is is that I don't really feel like my gifts are administrative. Um, so back at DHQ, it's it's I don't see a um, a huge use of my talent and my my gifts. Um, I like to engage with people. I like to hang out with the the kids and just kind of uh, live life with them. I keep saying that over and over, but I mean that's just that's how I like to disciple. That's how I like to engage, and and I feel so um, uh, far so distant from, from everybody when I'm at the, at the office and, and typing out reports and sending out emails and doing that, um, administrative, those administrative tasks. But, um, I, I recognize the importance of it. And I recognize that, um, it's important to have somebody who has a passion in youth ministry to be there and to, um, help guide and, and, and I guess direct some of the, the plans of the, some of the programs and some of the events. So I appreciate that. And I recognize the importance of that, but I, um, yeah, I just, I miss, like Caroline's, I'll echo what Caroline said. I miss being a core officer, and I miss having um, a congregation. I miss having um, people and, and youth around me, and so that's why I love camp so much. And even uh, what we learned coming to DHQ, you learn so much. Even sitting yeah. on CFC, you just learn, and you're like, man, I wish I would have known that. And so going back as a core officer, we would have done some things different. We were like, oh, I, we, I mean, being new, we just I messed up here, or I should have done this different. And so even going back with that knowledge just would be fun. Yeah. Now you said that um, you were, your first appointment was Modesto, um, 209. 209. Mm-hmm. All day, and, every um, day. And, uh, and you guys have mentioned several times, which I think is awesome, that you want to be, you know, you would love to go back to a core and yeah. be a part of a congregation. Now knowing what you know, you said you just learned stuff at DHQ and you've been through one appointment. How would you approach a core appointment differently? Um, one of the things that happened in Modesto was that um, I was a lot, I was really busy making friends and being the fun person with a lot of these kids. And when we got orders to move, it happened a lot sooner than I thought. And so I really grieved that. And I, I think I was really disappointed in myself in, in the way that I was that I discipled. Um, I didn't really feel like I took advantage of the time that we had. And I, I thought that I really missed that opportunity. And one thing that, that God did to just bless me, it was just, it was just cause he was loving on me is that he gave me, um, almost every single one of those, uh, young men that was in my little group and he brought them to camp. And that's where I really took discipleship serious. And so, um, going back to a, a core appointment, whenever that happens, I, that's one of the areas that I'm really going to focus more on is discipleship and not, uh, not wait and not just focus on being fun and focus on getting people to like me. Um, that's also really important because I, I need to be liked. I need to be loved, but, um, yeah, I just, um, uh, just taking that serious and being about his business at all times. That's one of the things that I, um, I really learned from this transition. Uh, for me, I think that part of it is even the business end of things. Uh, we didn't do as much to the property there that as we could have, um, and we didn't um, maybe inspire other people to do some stuff like we didn't need to do as much as we did. Like, uh, 
So if we did it again, we would say, oh, man, let's let's have us all come alongside each other. And we had a great team there, but just trusting people with some of that ministry and saying, man, you could do it or, you know, having Ricky in the probably sooner and just, yeah, doing Adventure Corps and I don't know, just I would say pull in more leaders to right. help us Raising up leaders and people. Yeah. yeah. You guys spend a lot of time um, like pouring out into other people, discipling other people, putting on events for other people, doing a lot of that stuff. I'm just curious, um, what do you guys do sort of for your own spiritual life or how do you kind of keep from um, burning out? Because it's easy to, because I used to work at DHQ and I remember like it's easy to burn out because you go from event to event to event to summer camp to more events and stuff mm-hmm. and it can get really exhausting. Um, what do you guys do for your spiritual life? I listen to podcasts in the morning. Um, that is huge for me. I have, uh, I, I love uh, Judah Smith. He's my favorite uh, preacher. And uh, I listen to his sermons. I listen to um, Christian, um, uh, the marriage podcast and just. Yeah. Um, marriage Today. Yeah, Marriage Today. That's a great, uh, great, great, great podcast if you're married. And, and even, I mean, if, even you're if you're not suffering from problems, which, mm-hmm. I mean, you're married, so. There's going to bound to be problems. Just I, I, I suggest, don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, well, just, <laughs> no, some Jimmy of us Evans. are in denial. But yeah, just listening to that podcast, I think revolutionized our our marriage. But just listening and being um, allow, just allowing that small little um, trek from home to to work, allowing God to enter that space and 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 just um, that quick little time to refill and to just focus on Him. I think it does. It's huge. And so just you kind of have to find time in the busy day and the busyness of, of everything to put Him first and, and focus on Him uninterrupted. So my drive-in is really uh, key for me. Yeah, I do that too. I listen to a different speakers, but um, that the marriage podcast, we try to listen to at least one of those a week. Um, and... Uh, just also making it a priority to have family devotions with our kids. Um, we're going through the book of John with them and just, you know, taking that time is really hard after dinner and just reading through some stuff and saying, come on, guys, what does this mean to you? And um, it's really important. And I, I just felt really convicted over our first couple of years as DYs where they're not getting a lot of, because of our travel or different things, that they weren't getting as much spiritual um, opportunity as they did as when we were at the core there, you know, most nights. So uh, just making sure that we do that is is really important. I also think that it's really important that as officers who aren't um, core officers, I think it's really important that we are good soldiers. So um, we uh, lead troops at our home core at, uh, at mission. And so um, that's also something that we do to um, it energizes me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we do uh, troops. I lead, um, explorers and rangers and, and Caroline leads sunbeams and, and girl guards and just giving back to that and just engaging. I mean, that's what I get my fix. You know what I mean? I, I don't, I'm not around kids all, all week. So on Wednesday, I know that I'm going to be around Renata and Lucio and all these uh, young boys that I really enjoy. So, um, and just sharing God's love with them and then seeing them at camp. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's just, uh, it's a blessing that uh, I, I don't know if I could do a week without it. Yeah. Uh, just a couple, one story about Renata. Renata came up to me in chapel this summer and she goes, Caroline, you forgot my birthday. And I was like, when is your birthday? She goes, Monday. And I said, oh, she was like, yeah, Monday was my spiritual birthday. And I said, it was? She goes, yeah. I said, how old were you? She was like a year old. And she says, I gave my heart to Jesus last summer and I had no idea that, and she actually is in a house of non-believers. And so she hides her Bible and and just you can just see this hunger for God and for His presence, and um, you could see it in in troops. And so that was, it was funny because then I was like, 
oh, Renata, you got to tell. You got to tell people. And so we invited her up during a chapel, and she said, yeah, she was so proud. She's like, she came the next week, and she told uh, her testimony about how it was her spiritual birthday, and um, she kind of got a little choked up, but then so many kids were like, oh, let me think, when was my spiritual birthday? Or they, you know, they gave their heart to Jesus, and they're like, I'm a day old, or you know what I mean? And so it was, that was just a sweet thing about her. I just love her. She was one of my favorite campers. That's great. <laughs> uh, what makes a good DYS? That's a tough question because I think that, um, I think DYSs are, um, I think a lot of them have talents and gifts that fit the need of where they are. I think that um, for us, I think that Redwood Glen uh, needed our gifts and, and working with Ed, I think that's probably, I mean, that's a gift in and of itself, but I think that the way that we work together with our staff, with our program director and with our camp director, I think that that is um, what is so very needed here. It allows uh, Ed to do the things that only he can do and he focuses on and it allows Amber, our, our program director, to um, handle the programs and it frees us up to really sew into the staff. And so I think really what makes a good DYS as far as summer camp goes is um, someone who allows everybody to be working in their gift and in their job so that the, the, the full mission of, of the Army and uh, Kingdom business gets accomplished. I think that uh, a good DYS is someone who um, loves to work within a team, is a good team player, um, is uh, one of them, if they're a couple, has to be like a visionary and a creative mind, someone who sees something. And then I do believe that one of them has to be have some organization logistics and some really good ability to see through th things um, and has good follow through and follow up. Also, they have to have some pastoral sense about them where they see uh, even officers in the field that need prayer or that they are present for divine appointments that really are seeking to save the lost in, in whatever that ministry looks like in at summer or at events or whatever, and that really waits upon the Lord. Um, and it's hard. I mean, no one's really mastered that. But if you were going to pick a perfect DY, and, you know, that's, I think, someone who's really sensitive to the moving of the Holy Spirit. If, um, this might be kind of a hard question, but, um, how, how can, um, like say young adults or how can people be a support to their DYS in their division? A young adult? Man, you know, I don't know if, um, the amount of just like encouragement that we got this summer was pretty overwhelming. Just like little notes in our mailboxes, what I did is I just collected them in my little name tag throughout the summer. And, um, you know, you think that a lot of people must, you know, see a DY and, you know, give them, you know, so much encouragement. But just like your jobs, it's sometimes you give everything you can into it and you don't hear if lives are changed or if something happened due to your ministry. And so I think just being aware of that and um, praying for them, praying for respite, praying for their marriages, praying for their children. Um, and whenever God gives you a word of encouragement to not hesitate and just say, man, you know, thanks for that. Thanks for allowing God to use you. Um, you know, whatever. Thanks for your hard work. Yeah. Prayer and words of encouragement are key, but um, I prefer gift cards, um, Nordstrom, Foot Locker, you know, whatever. No. Um, Hobby Lobby. Hobby Lobby. Yeah. yeah. I got to get some nice floral arrangements to spruce up the place. So Dusty jokes, but he does love Hobby Lobby. False. I do not. Michaels? I like Michaels. Okay, sorry. My I'm bad. a Michaels man. Hey, uh, I, for disclosing things, um, I'm, a, I'm a Michaels guy myself. Are I, you? I knew it the second I saw yeah. you, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel like their vinyl flowers are far more realistic. Absolutely. I mean, it's just to the touch. It just is. It's just just different feel to it. Well, we we have we have higher standards. That's right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Oh. Uh, the the follow up to this podcast is rambling with Jim <laughs> <and Jenny> Sparks. <laughs> Who could just keep rambling? Well, uh, thank you for uh, joining us, and um, we think very highly of you guys um, and. It's, you guys don't just, you, you don't talk about the stuff. You guys do a lot of things. And uh, Megan and I actually got the privilege of watching you guys in a week of actual camp. And uh, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome to see you guys in action. Um, you know your campers' names, you know who they are, and you're constantly around meeting with staff members. I, I saw you several times in small groups, sitting at tables. Uh, and I think you're an example, not just to DYSs, but to ministry leaders. And uh, we appreciate you guys. Uh, and uh, we look forward to working with you uh, for a long time, because hopefully you'll be DYSs for a long time but if not core officers maybe my core officer probably my core officer for a long time and that would be very happy for me and um, we'd love that so uh, thank you and uh, bye bye for now thanks thanks bye